Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Hub podcast. In this episode, I got my buddy Danny on. Uh, he's been on previous episodes, and we are going on an elk hunt here tomorrow or next two days. So, um, just want to do some final prep work for that, and looking forward to uh, some of those final things I got to do. Get on the road and get ready to do some elk hunting in Colorado. So, enjoy uh, just us chatting about some final gear, uh, things that we like, or we don't like and so on. Thanks. All right, we are 2 days away really from from getting some some over the counter archery elk action in and uh it feels like it's crunch time. I've been planning and prepping a lot of stuff, but I feel like the 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 food prep the gear prep is just a, a pain in the butt like it just is is never ending so um we've never really hunted together just talked hunting so i'm pretty excited to get out and do some do some hunting together yeah absolutely man can't wait yeah uh, and you, you've been uh, very cool here so that's a good sign yeah yeah and you've been uh um, tell me your stat the other day. How many different animals in how many different countries? Oh boy. Um, let's see. I've hunted most continents now. I, could, I couldn't give you a count on the animals. Probably fifteen or so. Africa. Um, I've done three hunts in Europe now. Um, did Mongolia ibex last year. Um, so. I'm actually really looking forward to just hunting around home and smell hunting and with hunting with a good friend. So yeah, and that few of those were just in the last year and a half, like South America, Europe, Mongolia. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot to throw South America in there. Yeah, I've been all over the globe in the past year. Um, it's been awesome, Clint, but all those adventures have been you know by myself which is okay, but, um, there's just a lot of mental prep that goes into that, the travel. Um, I mean, you can't, can't beat it, but I'm actually very much looking forward to a, a big break from the international stuff this year. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, um, you said it's been cool there. Uh, I've been looking at the weather and it seems like the it's tough to tell the weather exactly where we're going but what have what have nights been like it seems like it's it's the forecast kind of looks like it's going to be warmer but what have nights have been like and days been like temperature wise um pretty much it's it's felt like mid-september temps lately um so like when I let the dogs out this morning, first thing I did was throw on a hoodie and I actually put socks on this morning. So that <laughs> tells you it's getting, getting a little cooler. Yeah. Um, it is like completely perfect archery weather right now. Um, you know, as the crow flies where me and you were going hunting, uh, maybe, maybe 20 miles from here. Yeah. So it gives me a, gives me a good idea what it's going to, what it's going to be like up in camp. I imagine it's about 15 degrees cooler than it is right now, which would put it about mid thirties up there right now, which, uh, I would imagine that should get some elk talking. Yeah, that, 
that's really good to know because I keep debating um, and we'll get to gear in a minute. But like the one of the gear items that I try and figure out is is my sleep system. Like I always am cold. I'm always cold. And so I, I have a 15 degree bag always for this season, but I have a liner, a merino wool liner. And I was trying to think, do I ditch that liner? Um, because it's a one, it works really nice when it's really warm. I'll just throw that on because I always have to have something on me while I'm sleeping. Or mm-hmm. do I just ditch that save? It's a pound. So save a pound and just have my bag mid thirties is right on that edge for me. I don't know. Now I'm going to think. Yeah. About that. I, really got to think I agree. About I kind of had the, I have the same 15 degree bag. I'm not going to do a liner, but um, I was thinking about the liner and I'm just going to go with a poofy uh, down lightweight jacket instead. There we go. That's what I'll do. So yeah, that and, and I have to have my feet are just what, what suffer. And you know why it is, is because my, there's, there's no fix to this period because they don't make, um, pads long enough for me so yeah i buy the long pad but my legs my feet hang over just that little bit so i don't get the insulation value from over my feet so my feet are always cold which that's the worst that's the only part i don't want to be cold while i'm sleeping sure but it's never comfortable no no um so the the purpose of this episode is just also to um get excited about what we got going um to go through just a couple of those things that we could go pick up in the last minute um share some of those little little gear items that we're both thinking about and having uh and uh yeah just one of those first things was kind of that physical preparation and i definitely have not had i've been not doing a program i there was a free membership for mountain tough and i thought all right that'd be that'd be great um got that and hated it because it's working out in my basement or a gym and i hated it so i literally was in the middle of a workout and i said screw this i grabbed my pack and i went outside and just started hiking and i did nothing except uh my normal my day-to-day is physical it's just non-stop moving um so i don't i, I already have the limberness and all that but I grabbed my pack and just started hiking and 30 days ahead of time. And then just adding a little weight as we go and worked up to to 80 pounds. And I feel pretty good about it. I mean, I'm not in impeccable shape, but uh, I'm really, really glad I added some weight. I can't imagine doing no weight at all um, and not feeling that, that pressure on your hips. The, a lot of weight starts to add like that numbness to the outside of your thighs as you're hiking and, and burning some calories. But um, what have you kind of been doing? Cause I, I know it's just being active is what you've been doing, but what uh, what's been your thought process about your physical prep for packing something out? Um, Kind of the same thing. I've been running around with a pack, uh, not near, as much as I should. I kind of failed at that this summer. Uh, last summer, I ran every single day prepping for that Mongolia hunt. And this summer, honestly, I just didn't feel like doing that. So what I mainly did this summer was watch my diet. And yeah. I was able to shed a lot of weight down to where I want to be as an elk hunter. And then uh, just going up above 10,000 feet a couple different times in uh getting some miles under my belt with a pack on and you know it's I was thinking about this yesterday and it's it's very fortunate just to just to live in the mountains like I don't know how these midwest guys you know you can do zero or 1,000 feet training yeah I got buddies coming from 150 foot elevation oh my gosh to hunt out west here in a couple weeks and I, I just don't even know how to explain to them how you can prep for that like so just just living where i mean me and you both are mountain people like that's a huge advantage yeah just day-to-day breathing higher uh higher elevation air helps out a lot um but it's 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 lucky that i can just run up to 
10, 12,000 feet and I can just be completely fine. Um, I can run around all over the place. So I'm sure those years are numbered, but um, yeah. yeah, I would say the main thing that I'm happy with this year is just having a good, you know, cut out all the crap food for the summertime and uh, get your weight where you want it to be. Cause that's extra pounds. You don't want to be carrying around ever. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, where we're going is not high elevation stuff. So it's, that's pretty doable. I did put my dad cause he's coming from like 2000 feet. I did put him on an altitude advantage from wilderness athlete. He's never had an issue, but I thought, why not? You take the, take this anyway. And then, um, just helps deliver more oxygen to the, to the blood stream, however that works. But that's what people would need is just some kind of, if you're going to 10,000 plus and you're coming from 1000, that's going to kill you. <laughs> that yeah, would just it, takes, be, it takes some time to get acclimated. I would imagine. That'd be brutal. When I first moved to Glenwood Springs, it was three months. I remember we lived in a triplex, uh, a South grand and I'd hike, I'd walk up the stairs because we had an, second story apartment on this triplex and i'd get inside the door and just like i gotta sit down <laughs> and at that time at that time i was 25 years old and really good shape so i was like this is stupid i was like <laughs> three months down the road i was like okay i'm starting to feel feel really good but i remember that just being a weird weird thing of i can't can't breathe but so, um, another thing we're going to have to figure out is just, uh, kind of, uh, hunt styles and, and figuring out plans. And definitely, I think people will, uh, want to work on those sorts of, th- I think hunting partners really should have those things figured out well before they decide if they're hunting partners. But, um, I think, uh, you and I are pretty, pretty well laid back hunters and decision-making. I would think that, that, uh, we'll be able to actually make a pretty darn good team and figuring that stuff out. But, and then as we're hiking our way in, I thought that'd be a great time to, to put a, a game plan together of how should we approach the the ground? How should we, um, what do you like to do for uh, calling or, and so on, just kind of work through those things. And, and since we're, we're not, spending much time together before besides that that hike in so that probably would be a great time to bust through some of that stuff i was thinking oh absolutely um for me this hunt's just it's more of it's going to be a learning thing um and a teamwork thing i mean i think it would be completely awesome to see your dad come out of there with a bull i think that would be the main goal of the trip yeah um but uh, yeah, just hunting together. Um, you know, hunting's hunting elk is always a chess match, and I'm always second guessing myself. Um, I've been doing it my whole life, and I, you know, I've I've had some successful hunts, but I've had a lot of unsuccessful hunts. And it's one animal that I don't know if I'll ever figure out. So <laughs> when you're, you know, chatting with your buddies, other elk hunters, I mean, anything you can, anything you can learn, which can be every single day you hunt. Um, yeah so yeah be, becomes beneficial so yeah um uh, the the one factor that we can't control is the one i'm the most nervous about and that's the hunting pressure just that's the yeah. one right there that will just mess things up i mean we're coming off of a full moon um maybe today's the full moon i can't remember but um we'll be coming the start off of a full moon but like you said there, it's cool. Um, early season, I've really had a lot of success and I like that early season just because those, those bulls aren't grouped up. Um, middle, middle of the month, I should be, would think it'd be awesome. But I also in Colorado, I am, I don't want to come Labor Day weekend and hunt that necessarily when you got muzzleloader opening, just the, the overlap of muzzleloader and archery. I, I don't, I don't want to just add another, I don't know how many, let's just say a third or a quarter and another quarter, 25% hunters to the mix. And 
mm-hmm. have to deal with that. But so, um, gear wise, let's let's dive into this. Uh, I have to have a list, and I've I've shared my list before, over and over again. It's it's it is changed and adapted a lot, but it's it's a complex list, um, meaning that it's it's got check boxes that can include your weight on everything. I stole this off of Exo mountain gears page because I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I never use it to the fullest where you check the box and, and it adds up the weight, but uh, more so just to add some things in there. And then I weigh my pack. And so far things have been really, really good as far as getting under 40 pounds. Um, and so that's the goal with food and water hiking in. I want to be under 40. So that's my kind of where I like to be, but um, yeah. What uh, did you look at my list? Yeah, I went through it. Um, very similar to what I got going. Mine's a little different. Just don't, I just do an Apple note, but um, you know, always changing it. Share yeah. it with a couple buddies, so they're probably getting updates frequently this week because I'm changing it so much. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. So. Um, pack like the pack oh, i was just gonna dive into like one of the the sections like the pack and accessories pieces of that what are you, you well we, you got a new exo which all three of us would be running exo mountain gear pack so uh nice work um but <laughs> what uh what are you gonna be running with uh just in that category because you got i had things like pack cover um, which is a must for these kind of hunts just because uh, there's typically not room in a tent or under a tarp. Um, that's got my rifle strap that's on my bow, my pack, um, the my sidearm. Um, doing a little switch up this, this year. I'm going to carry my 44, and I got some loads that I, I know will work for a bear. Um, and I'm not going to carry my bow in actually at all. Cause all I have is a bear tag and you and dad have elk tags. So I'm not carrying a bow. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you have like pack wise and accessories that wise? Um, you know, well, obviously I got my kill kit, which that, is something I'm always questioning. I'm a knife person, and I think I always carry one or two extra knives. I know that's extra weight, but that's, I don't know, it's just something I can't leave behind. Um, I always carry hair cord. Um, one thing I was going through last night, uh, my first aid kit, and that was one thing I wanted to talk about. Just Oh, yeah. Obviously, we all carry a first aid kit. Um Last night, the first time I actually really dug through it and I got some knowledge on if I need to use it, what's in here kind of a thing. Um, this... But then, you know, my water treatment stuff, um, that's always a head scratcher as well. Um, I, I do carry a little extra, I think. I, I carry um, the SteriPen, iodine tablets, and I carry a filter. And that's probably a little excessive, but I watched my buddy get Girardi on an elk cut one time. So that kind of taught me, or his mistake taught me that lesson. So I don't, yeah. I try not to mess around with, uh, I don't want to deal with, be dealing with any dirty water. So yeah. Um, what else? You know, the jet boil, obviously, um, a huge tool for backpack hunting. Yeah. Let's dive into some of those. Let's let's look at so as we're rummaging around, he and I, uh, Danny and I, are both uh, got our gear around us, fiddling with it. So, um, in my first aid kit, I I feel like I got it pretty. It's it's my first aid slash emergency kit. Um, I kind of base everything on the rule of threes, making sure that there is a way of three ways of signaling, three ways of starting a fire, three things in there somewhere in my pack to help me build a shelter. Um, so I've got those three things and that could be um, lighter paracord. There's a tarp elsewhere um, or signaling that could be fire as well. That could be a mirror. I've ditched my mirror this time. Um, but in here uh, for 
emergency kit stuff paracord compass um the little jar of the sampler jar of pyro putty i really like because it's a little dinky thing instead of the regular thing so it's smaller mm-hmm. um, i don't i take just a little bit of duct tape rolled up onto a little piece of cardboard so then i don't have a whole lot there um, my wife's an athletic trainer so i have a pile of athletic tape um, for blister care i have two strips of kt tape because that stuff sticks like no other. And she gives me these little gel packet things or gel uh, one inch by one inch patches. So then I can put that patch and KT tape over top. Um, the other emergency, th- I have more than one Bic lighter. Uh, also in here, the little aqua tabs. Super light and super simple. Um, my backup batteries. So I take... Uh, flashlight batteries, wrap them with electrical tape. And then I've got one extra rangefinder battery in there. Uh, I have my little kit that came with my uh, uh, sleeping pad. That's for um, repairing if I get a hole in the sleeping pad. Uh, I did add in, you know, those little free Cabela's multi-tools you get when you the the, the their member yeah. drive stuff so i did throw one of those in because it's like oh that would be awesome how i could have a plier so that i never want to carry a, my full gerber or leatherman in there uh so it's just a little multi-tool that has a saw and a scissors and a all the crap um i have this little sewing kit from probably 1970s uh, in case I need to sew on a button, so <laughs> sew up somebody, uh, I can sew you up. Um, uh, and then the other emergency stuff is a little package of all kinds of pills, uh, some Benadryl in case somebody has an allergic reaction, ibuprofen, some uh, allergy pills, somebody's struggling with that. And then I got to add in here aspirin. Aspirin's my one thing for in case I'm with anybody that has a heart issue, we can pop them an aspirin and and maybe have some some help. And then the big thing I added in this year is a tourniquet. I took a stop the bleed class and I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm not a, I don't always enjoy first aid trainings, but this one I thought was really good. Um, to understand like oh okay we have a big old fat wound like that the the tourniquet's the way to go and and a windless tourniquet's kind of the the ticket with a roll of gauze and with those we can stop whatever whatever bleeding um and then my typical first aid kit just has some wipes triple antibiotic a few band-aids uh, gauze pads and that's about it and all of that got my scale right here all of that is one pound exactly one point yeah oh nice so it's it's all pretty pretty light and even Kyle, i take out that multi-tool that brings it down to 13 ounces <laughs> um pretty pretty doable little pack for my yeah that's a good good hit oh i guess i do put in sure. i didn't put in here my repair tools normally those are in here like uh some allen wrenches and things but i told i've already coordinated with dad i said all right i'm not bringing any tools because i'm not bow hunting but if you have some then we're good so then try not to double up on all that kind of stuff because there's another few ounces that we can shave off yeah for sure um at Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, 
and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. That's a good good point right there that never even thought of is maybe just get together who you're going with and eliminate, you know, three of you don't need to carry the same thing in if you only need one. Um, yeah, here's another, uh, an extra release I'm looking at right now. Oh, for sure. My bow. Just a couple, uh, couple things, um, you know, obviously things with equipment can go wrong. Um, little story i saw a string of mules going up on a high country archery hunt last year while i was fishing and on my way out i started finding chunks of uh, hoyt bow on the trail so that just everybody listening maybe tighten up all your screws before you head out on the trail make sure your bows all everything's tightened up good to go um, because i know that guy's hunt was absolutely ruined by the time he got to camp and realized half his bow was missing. Um, so I remember you saying, yeah, things <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that was a heart that, that broke my heart. I felt horrible for him. Um, I got in reach mini, um, you know, don't use that very often, but you never know when you're going to have an emergency. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's I don't something know. I don't have, um, and I'm glad you'll have just just in case for for whatever. Um, those uh, that's something I will get in the in the future. I had one, uh, but didn't don't have it anymore. It was an older one. The uh, one thing I threw in the pile last night that I didn't want to take, but it's it's a little heavy, but um, is a power bank. Oh yeah, and mainly, man. I this hit me yesterday. I'm really using a lot of battery when I'm messing around with my Onyx. So yeah, I I you carry know, like try not to two of them all day or anything, obviously, but two power banks. Yeah, I I carry two of them. They are heavy, but um, I I just don't like the idea of my battery being below like thirty percent because I do use it nonstop and yeah, that's a, that's a must for me. I want to have, I want to have some good charges and I, I feel almost like that's my lifeline. I know where you text me from the, from 10,500 feet yesterday. <laughs> so the, just, mm-hmm. I never want that to go away. I, I would be the old timers would call me a giant pansy because I I feel like I couldn't get out of self service, but that's kind of my security right there. That if crap happens, I know where the last service was. I can get to it. Where we're going, I bet we climbed up to climb up to the top of one of the the hills, and we're good. We're gonna have some service. But yeah, that I I, I almost need that on those backcountry hunts just to just for security or and when i haven't had that that's what that in reach is so wonderful for but man i use my onyx like crazy during those and and i and i like to just keep my tracks on i like to track that data um and pay attention to what's going on so i don't want to worry about battery life yeah that's mm-hmm. um the water kit i almost bought another one the uh katadyne one it's like a hundred some bucks it's a gravity bag i really like that one i've used it in the past um but i didn't want to spend a hunt no it was like 120 bucks and so you just scoop up water hang it in a tree and that water comes out of there so fast it's really really kind of handy so the that's yeah i i just go with the sawyer but i have two sawyers as a backup and i did some of this water purification with a with my science classes in the past where um we had the kids filter water and everything and these sawyers even though they're like they're 20 bucks 
they're 0.1 microns for filtration. And there's some of those pumps that are 0.2. Um, you still can get viruses that are 0.1, uh, but a good majority of the stuff is going to be filtered with this little Sawyer. So that, and then a big carry bag. So it's, I can carry, um, it's that one gallon Sawyer bag. I can carry a gallon of water back to camp. Uh, that's kind of nice. Cause, cause then I just like to have, have, uh, have some for, for water back there. So you can not mm -hmm. have to always have something on you, but I'm, I want to try, uh, your SteriPen, um, see what that's like. The little, uh, I've messed with one before, but man, there's something about just waving a magic wand in some water and expecting it to be good. It's hard thing to overdo. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of have a hard time <laughs> trusting that. I mean, I've read reviews and uh, they're good, but there's no way I'm throwing a a treatment tablet in as well, <laughs> you know, yeah. and filtering it. I mean, um. You know, oh. just like I was telling you about my buddy, he was, um, so nobody wants to deal with that. So. No, no. What, uh, um, what are yeah, you carrying for, for water bottles or bladders or anything like that? Um, I hate bladders. Um, I've had problems with them in the past. So I, I, I like to know how much water like i want to see it how much water i have on me yeah me too i don't like when i think i have a half a bladder and i take that last sip and it's gone um so i'm doing a, a 50 ounce nalgene and a 32 ounce nalgene carrying those in full and then okay that's what i'll carry you know imagine the 50 is what i'll carry around while i'm hiking all day probably leave the 32 back at camp but um I know okay. you don't drink a lot of water, but I, I have to when I'm hunting. Um, yeah. So is my dad. Like I don't drink a lot of water all the time, but when I'm hunting, man, Jesus, I, I guzzle it. So huh. I'll have... my main concern um, is always the water and the yeah. food. Obviously, we're talking about that. Yeah. And one of the, we've been, uh, you've been giving me water, rain reports, which is good. Um, I, if this were a drier year, I'd be really nervous, really, really nervous because this is a brand new area and I don't know where that water is. I, I got springs marked. Um, that was kind of a cool thing that Onyx has. You zoom in, you can start to see some of those springs. So I've got everyone marked in our area, but, and out of some of those, they got to be active. I bet you there's going to be water in the roads <laughs> or in some of the trails and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was huge just puddles in the roads up on the flat tops yesterday and they're yeah. filthy dirty, but there is water. Around, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So I got two Nalgene's and then, uh, something new. I ordered a couple of those hero packs for, uh, from wilderness athlete. They're just like your powder mix in a little flat, like water bottle, like, a. it'd be probably a little, probably a 10 ounce water bottle. So, instead of a crunchy um, disposable water bottle that I could use for like a dirty bed or dirty water bottle for dirty water where you can scoop that up. Um, I got this. And so I'll drink from mix my wilderness athlete in it and then drink out of that. And then one is a dirty bottle that I can use for scooping water. If that, if the water's gross and I don't want to dip my carry bag in there. And another one is just going to be what I mix my wilderness athlete in period. Cause I don't want to put it in my, I always just mix that stuff in my regular Nalgene's and then it kind of gets funky after a, after a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Food. Oh, another thing I'm bringing, uh, my dad and I are both bringing it and we're not very high in elevation, but some boost oxygen. Uh, I think that's kind of, I've used that on a goat hunt and oh my gosh, just a quicker recovery, uh, for climbing a hill. So I don't know if I'll use it. I won't use it for that, that, but I've got, uh, some for dad to, to help him along. 
Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. Nothing uh, sucks for me now. You're like hauling an elk quarter up a hill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, got one of those. The food stuff. This is my, the thing I'm uh, just, it's not, it's, it's okay. It's fun sort of, but man, I struggle with the food part. It's not my favorite thing. So, um, I have always had too much food with me in the past and I always have too much. I've made notes from last year or year before of, I noticed I had too much food for hiking day because I didn't eat anything. Cause I was just, that was a hard physical day. Um, most of my food is, is a planned out to, you need to sit down and eat. So my meals, like I hate waking up and I don't want to turn on a jet boil right away. Like, because it's like when I wake up, I just want to just go hunt because that's the prime time to, to get where we need to go. So I always mm-hmm. eat like a eat a mid morning meal, like ten o'clock when things calm down. And if they don't ever calm down, then whatever. But there's always a minute in there for me to pull something out and just eat a bar or something. And then a mid afternoon, the dead part of the day, that would be my actual lunch, and then that gets me all the way till evening. So when you get back to camp, you're almost like eating a late supper. So just shifting all of my meals back a few hours has helped to not be eating during those, those uh, crucial times when you want to be hunting. Been a way to keep those calories up. They're 10, but, if I eat that really, I want to go hunt. Um, same with you, just like, you know, a cup of coffee or whatever. I can wait till 1030 or something like that. I mean, yeah, you only yeah. get what, four hours a day to hunt elk. <laughs> Might as well take advantage of that time, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um. So I got, I, I made a list. I've got meals for being back at the camper i got meals for um more truck hunting days say we pull out and we we gotta cover some ground and i'm not gonna eat a dehydrated meal or or something like that when we've got a truck and a camper and all this like right there yeah so we're gonna have a nice at least ham sandwich (laughs) have something like that um or some fruit or, or something like that. So uh, the the prep stuff that I, I put together that took some time is is some summer sausage and jerky. Uh, I even smoked some trout. I had a little bit of that left over. One of my favorite foods for the backcountry is that smoked salmon, the packages you can get. It is, a, little, it, mm-hmm. it is a super food um, that just loads me with energy. So there's a love eating that. And then wheat thins are a little tougher of a cracker. So then I can scoop it up with that. Um, I'm going to just jump around. So I've got like on a hike in day, something that like would go bad, like a breakfast bagel, or I've got some like a breakfast burrito. Uh, that lunch is a summer sausage. Cause that, I had bad summer sausage one time and I don't, I don't trust that stuff anymore. I keep it to <laughs> <laughs> that. That was real bad, real bad. I was, I was not hunting at the time we were living in Glenwood. I, we just come back. There was some summer sausage in our fridge. We had just come back from Sioux Falls visiting. I, I, there was nothing in our fridge. It's like, Oh, there's a little something that's still good. Ate it. And I almost at the checkout counter at Walmart, I almost grabbed that bag and Ralphed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so I don't trust summer sausage anymore. Um, yeah, and then There's one food thing I'm trying. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm trying no meat going into this. Really? And it's, yeah, this is very difficult to do, as everyone can imagine, but um. I'm just trying to get that carnivore smell off my breath for a few days before um, I just think it could be 
an advantage closer to game. I don't know. But, uh, Never heard that one. I've heard it. I've heard that one in the past. I've never tried it, but figured if I'm doing all this prep, why not try that? Try something different. You know, can't huh. be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. So, um, be a lot of pasta this week. Yeah, yeah. What else do you have in your meal prep meal list? Um kind of me and you were talking a little bit you know you're more of an eater when i hunt i i, I fast a lot so i just got a simple things um i got a couple wilderness athlete pack out bars regular granola bars some oatmeal and then a a couple peak refuel things for dinner but uh pretty simple man um i do bring a little candy like uh some gummy bears i don't know just while you're sitting yeah sitting on water holes Pass and time for some reason I think those are addicting while you're on water. Um Yeah. Well sunflower sure. seeds, things like that. Anything to keep your mind occupied, I suppose, while you're while you're out in the field. How do you organize but, uh, that? No, my, my... like your do you do you like a day one ziploc, a day two? Um, I used to do that. Now I just throw everything into a small dry bag and I'll have two granola bars for the day, a a small bag of trail mix, you know, prepackaged small ones. So I kind of just throw one in, you know, whatever I feel for each day. I don't, I don't like split them up day to day or anything like that, but I make sure not carry too little and definitely try not to carry too much. Um, A lot of my thought process is, is, put some meat on the ground while you're up there, then you, then you're not going to be hungry anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I do separate it out day by day and, and try and individually package a bunch of stuff. And even down to like my pills for the day, like I figure why would I want to stop my vitamin regimen and my glucosamine regimen, especially when I really, really need it. So in, mm-hmm. in there, I separate out, those vitamins, the, um, and then my sleep aids. Cause I have to, I need a sleep aid while I'm sleeping on the ground there. I just, I won't, it just helps me have a lot better rest. Um, Absolutely. and then after a tough day, a little Tylenol PM really, really doesn't hurt you for a few days, but, uh, my go-to peanut butter tortilla with bacon and honey on it. I get the individual packed stuff. That's just, one of my favorites um honey stinger is one of my favorites for they've got the waffles honey stinger waffles and little energy bites i like those Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see yeah i definitely went went with peak so i got some better tasting dehydrated meals let's see some gum Needed a little gum in there. Although it's, I always like the idea of it, but then I always have a reed in my mouth. So that's tough. Uh, I made some fruit le- leathers the other day. That is a wonderful treat. Um, that's smart. Bumblebee tuna is one of my favorites. <laughs> I love me some yeah. bumblebee tuna. <laughs> and a little crackers in there. Yeah, it's great. But They got those... Uh those little lightweight tuna packs that doesn't come in a can anymore. You might want to look at those. I've been using those on hunts the past year or so. Oh. It's even more lightweight than a can of tuna. Huh. Well, yeah. It goes uh, out. Oh yeah. I'll have to look. Uh, yeah. Always some wilderness athlete and some, yeah. Camp meals in there. Plenty of bars and, and got to have some, do some nuts and trail mix of sort. Of course, you got to have good protein. Mm-hmm. Uh, so through uh trekking poles in for a pack out. Oh, absolutely. That is a not must. something I really want to carry in, but I know I'll love having them if we're hauling meat out. So, oh, absolutely. What are you What are you doing for your sleep system tent tarp? What are you doing? 
Um, one man, small tent, and I gutted half of it out of there. It's just going to be pretty much the rain fly, the footprint, and I'll use a trekking pole. Um, so very lightweight, not as lightweight as you're going. Um, yeah. For some reason, I like to just close the door on a tent, like uh, those sleep shelters. Yeah, yeah. I just bear coming and messing with me i don't know <laughs> had bad luck with bears and i don't yeah i don't know <laughs> so yeah the i did just pick up that stone glacier air whatever it's just a tarp basically for your trekking poles that with stakes is 13 ounces and then the that is a way better affordable thing than the big agnes onyx tarp um, it's got one little carbon pole in it. Uh, that Onyx tarp's like five hundred dollars, and this stone glacier thing is—it feels tougher. And it was a hundred and eighty. Uh, but and then this Onyx tarp and stakes are eleven and a half ounces. So with the trekking poles, it's a definitely my lightweight option. Um, another little tip that I picked up when packing all this stuff is if we don't have to worry about rain keep things dry which actually it could rain on friday or something i thought i saw but um to save room i just stuff i take my sleeping bag out of the bag and i and all of these things that are in these individual little bags and i just stuff it in the bottom of my backpack and it forms a little bit better to the pack instead of I've got a bag of this, a bag of this, a footprint of that, and then it just stuffs in there nicely. And mm-hmm. I I know already I have sleep system all on the bottom. I've got my safety kit there and first aid kit down on the bottom. And it makes makes for having a lot more room. And then when I get to camp, I've got I ditch the I ditch all those extra little bags that everything comes in and I just have dry bags. So then sleep sleeping bag will stay in a dry bag. And the dry mm-hmm. bag is also the blow up bag for the um for my air mattress from like the big Agnes blow up thing. But yeah, I think that's about gonna be dealing with you cut out say it again. For weekend um so yeah sorry i threw a pack cover in there i think i missed all that except for pack cover oh sorry about that um yeah i think we're definitely going to be dealing with rain so be ready for that okay um just look at the weather right now it says fully cloudy friday saturday so that means i bet it I bet we get some station up there. So okay, should be good. Yeah. Um, I I just spent way too much money on a titanium cup too to save a few ounces. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> and then on a a new pillow too, because like my pillow right now doesn't have enough elevation to it, and I was like, ah, screw it. This is I'm gonna buy it. Um, and some toilet paper. Got to have some toilet. My bathroom kit is got toilet paper. Um, some wet wipes and then, um, hand sanitizer in it as well. But pretty sure here's another one. Um, I got a mattress filler, like a, a lightweight portable pump that we can all use. Oh yeah, I oh, I've I seen know. those. Sale makes it, but it'll fill your uh, fill your you know your sleeping pad up real quick save you a little time it weighs like nothing Hmm. that's one thing uh i threw in there be kind of cool other than that man uh i got a cover for my arrows i've had problems on backpack hunts where my arrows have fallen out and you know things like that so oh sure just those covers you know that you know protect your sight protect your string hold your arrows in place um yeah, I do feel like I just more stuff, you know, that I don't want to carry, but I, like I have it, it weighs nothing. Might as well throw it on the bow. Yeah, 
Yeah, I but, I feel like I've lost an arrow every year. Uh, this this year I have a better quiver, so I think I'll be fine now. But that if you're skipping on a quiver, that's a great way to lose an arrow or not mm-hmm. how you, helping with that setup a little bit more. But well, um, I think we're good to go. Uh, I'm gonna get this this thing published and out and in i mean we're we're leaving tomorrow actually <laughs> so i got uh clock's ticking i got a lot of a lot of work to do dad just texted me while we're doing this and he said hey i'm anything else you need before i'm about to leave and so um i just have one big thing totally in my way this thing called work and wrapping up life around uh here to that's that's kind of a big thing too um you got someone watching watching your pups uh yeah i got i pretty much got that figured out um that's the tricky part is everyone is busy labor day weekend oh yeah uh, i pretty much got that figured out right now i'm looking out the window looking at the mountain that we are going up on and uh yeah, it looks like you got to be half crazy to go up there, so that should keep us away from some people. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward looking to forward it. Here. I'm. Uh, we got a lot to do in the next couple of days, and um, I'm jacked. We're going in a day early to not just claim a spot, but kind of get get recovered from a a little hike in there. So we'll be we'll be ready to roll for opening morning. Be in them, ready to go. So. Um, hopefully a spot doesn't suck and or we hopefully we don't have to make any giant game plan changes and we can just stick to stick to plan a because plan a is a pretty good one i think but yep sounds like sounds like a good good time and it's right around the corner so all right well thanks for doubling up a prep call for our hunt as well as recording a podcast and uh we'll see you in a see you in two days Yep, sounds good, man. Safe travels out here. Let's see it. But it ain't my ground. This is God's country. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.